This is a bonus Hanukkah episode of the Orthodox Conundrum on JewishCoffeeHouse.com. I'm Scott Kahn, and I want to talk to you about what I'm thinking about this Hanukkah. When many people think about Hanukkah, they think about heroism. And that makes a lot of sense. The Maccabeem, the Maccabees, were real heroes. They defied the might of their Syrian Greek overlords. They fought for Jewish practice in the land of Israel. But there's a common misunderstanding of the heroism of the Maccabees, which has seeped into religious communities, as well as the secular Jewish world. And then there's the actual form of heroism of Hanukkah, which is also misunderstood or perhaps just ignored. In much of the Jewish world, the Maccabees are associated with physical might. Think of the Israeli Olympiada, the Olympics. It's called the Maccabiah. And we're so used to hearing that, we don't even realize it makes absolutely no sense. It's almost ironic. Those Maccabees who fought against assimilation into the Greek world, they now bear the name of the Jewish version of the Olympics, which is a Greek innovation. I mean, I have no problem with the Maccabiah as an institution, but the phrase itself, Maccabiah, associating the Maccabees with strength and athletics is completely against what Jewish tradition teaches they were all about. We say in every single davening during Hanukkah and in Birkat HaMazon, Masarta giborim biyad chalashim, you gave the mighty into the hands of the weak. The Maccabees were notable because they won even though they were weak. It's not that they were powerful, they were weak. Just think about how inappropriate that name is, despite the fact that the Maccabiah is a wonderful institution. We're celebrating people whose claim to fame is that they were weak, and they won anyway. But even worse than this semantic issue is the use that much of the Zionist world has for the heroes of Hanukkah. Now, I'm saying this as a religious Zionist who lives in Israel, who loves the state of Israel, and who's proud of the state of Israel. But we have to look at it honestly also. Let me tell you an old song that was actually written before the State of Israel was founded, but this old song represents that same ethos, which is so troubling. You probably have heard the song, many people have, and it's sung in religious communities too. The words are, Mi Yamalel, Givurot Yisrael, Otan Miyimne, Hein Bechodor, Yakum HaGibor, Goel Ha'am, Shma, Bayamim Hahem, Bazman Hazeh, Makabib Moshia Upodeh, Uvyamenu Kol Am Yisrael, Yitached, Listen to those words. Miyamalel Gvurot Yisrael is taking a pasuk, Miyamalel Gvurot Hashem, who can speak of the might of Hashem. It's too great to speak of. And it replaces God with Israel. Who can speak of the might of Israel? Otan Miyimne, who can count it? Hein Bechodor Yakum HaGibor Goel Ha'am. Every generation, a mighty person arises who redeems the people. Think about that. This sounds like an echo of what we say on Pesach at the Seder. Shebechol dor vador omdimalenu lechalotenu. Every generation, they come upon us to destroy us. Ve'akadosh baruchu matzileinu miyadam. And the Holy One, blessed is He, saves us from their hand. Here it's saying, every generation, who saves us? Who is our goel? A gibor, a mighty person. Then it continues, listen. Bayamim ha'hem bazman hazeh. In those days, in this season... Well, we always say, that's when Hashem saved us. Here it says, Maccabi Moshia Upodeh. The Maccabi is the Savior and Redeemer. It's taking everything that we ascribe to God and putting it in the hands of human beings. This song is very, very troubling. It in some ways represents the worst of the anti-God way of thinking that is prevalent in old Zionism from way back when. And again, so many people sing this song without even thinking about it. This is the heroism that so many people think of when they think of Hanukkah, and it's a big mistake. 
So that's not the heroism of the Maccabees. The heroism that we should celebrate on Hanukkah is when people stand up against the mob, to be like Matityahu, who resisted the mighty army, to do what has to be done. That's a God-centered heroism. And we are fortunate in the Orthodox world that some leaders we have really do display this quality. We also have too many others who don't. On November 29th, Michael J. Salomon published a blog post in the Times of Israel entitled The Child Sexual Abuse Scandal. He says that he's worked with victims of sexual abuse for 30 years, and he writes, I am continuing to do my research on this form of abuse. I have approached several rabbis in different denominations of orthodoxy for their blessing. Those affiliated with the modern orthodox Datsilumi world have given overt support, encouraging me to continue, and even lending their names and resources to my efforts. In the ultra-Orthodox world, I have often been shown the door by some, but others are quick to give me their blessings, but refuse to align with me publicly. They have said that if they did so, they would lose their followers. I don't want to emphasize the difference that he has seen between the modern Orthodox Dati Lumi world and the Haredi world. I don't even want to talk about those people who show him the door. I want to talk about that last line. They are quick to give me blessings, but refuse to align themselves with me publicly they would otherwise lose their followers. Last week, I recorded a podcast with Shana Aronson about the Chaim Walder situation. It's a very, very scary situation. Someone who's looked up to by so many people in all sectors of the Orthodox world being exposed as a sexual predator. Morty Getz, who's the owner of Eichler's and Borough Park in Brooklyn, he was a hero. He started the avalanche of organizations which cut ties with Chaim Walder by publicly saying that his store would not sell any of his books. And he tweeted out the following. For those that asked me what the Rabbanim say, many rabbis privately told me that what I'm doing is right, but they didn't want to say it publicly. Forget the people who condemned him for going up against Walder, And forget these specific examples about Morty Getz. Forget the example of Michael Solomon. Forget this for a second. Is this form of cowardice of rabbis saying, I support you, but don't use my name. Is that really foreign to us? To me, unfortunately, it rings true. We've all seen it. We see this all the time. Leaders who refuse to back causes that they know are right for their own reasons, maybe because they have cowardice. They're not being heroes. A few months ago, I posted on the Orthodox Conundrum discussion group on Facebook about a Mishpacha cover story from September 1st, which had a picture on the cover of the Toldos Aaron Rebbe. I'd like to read to you right now what I wrote then. There was a three-page discussion of the righteousness of the Toldos Aaron Rebbe. Apart from effectively deifying the Rebbe, which, by the way, is what too much of the from world does with too many rabbis, the article is primarily dedicated to describing the Rebbe's sadness after the Meron tragedy, how the tragedy was a divine decree, and the Rebbe's message that we can never understand it, but must only strengthen our emuna, our faith. The article does not mention that the passageway where 45 people were killed and 150 people injured was built by the Toldos Aron sect. The article does not refer to the fact that the police questioned two Toldos Aron officials when investigating the Meron tragedy. And while someone might say that the Toldos Aron Rebbe on the cover of Mishpacha isn't personally responsible, is there not a concept of the buck stopping at the top? That the leader of the group which is directly responsible, yes, directly, they built the passage and did not fix it, that this leader should at least take a modicum of that responsibility, 
especially in a group where the Rebbe is very powerful, and when human error is the cause, and it was your group that made the error, isn't the message of, we can't understand Hashem's decrees, but our job isn't to figure it out, our job is to awaken and strengthen ourselves, that's a quote, isn't that idea a horrible dereliction of duty? This is an example of having no heroism. This is a dereliction of duty both on the part of the Rebbe, at least as it was reported in Mishpacha, and by Mishpacha magazine itself, which could have taken a stance and actually made people think, but decided to take the easy way out. Abdication of responsibility is a form of cowardice. I'd like to read to you the words of Rav Soloveitchik Zatzal, where he explains why man was created levado, lonely. He said this in an essay from 1978 called The Community. The levado awareness is the root of heroic defiance. Heroism is the central category in practical Judaism. The Torah wanted the Jew to live heroically, to rebuke, reproach, condemn whenever society is wrong and unfair. The livado gives the Jew the heroic arrogance, which makes it possible for him to be different. Did not the Jew display heroic arrogance by defying the world throughout the millennia? Does not tiny Israel exhibit heroic arrogance in rejecting the UN? Don't we American Jews experience a sense of heroic loneliness and alienation from the general society whenever the problem of Israel comes up in a conversation and we recognize the incommensurability of our viewpoint with that of the international political community? Lonely man is a courageous man. He is a protester. He fears nobody. Whereas social man is a compromiser, a peacemaker, and at times a coward. At first man had to be created livado alone, for otherwise he would have lacked the courage or the heroic quality to stand up and to protest, to act like Abraham, who took the axe and shattered the idols which his own father had manufactured. On Hanukkah, we need to celebrate heroism, but not the physical heroism championed by those who ignore God's role in history. We need to emphasize a God-centered heroism. And God-centered heroes need to step up and demonstrate leadership. We should demand nothing less than for our leaders to shatter the idols of complacency and evil in public, instead of cowering behind their followers for fear of losing them and abdicating responsibility. Like the Maccabees of old, we need to purify the idolatrous temples of our complacency and let the spiritual light of heroism, God-centered heroism, shine bright. That's what I'm taking out of this Hanukkah. And I think that we should all start insisting that our leaders, whoever they are, stand up and be heroes, or step aside and let real heroes take their place. I wish you all a happy, meaningful, and impactful Hanukkah. Subscribe to The Orthodox Conundrum on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Please visit jewishcoffeehouse.com for other episodes of The Orthodox Conundrum, as well as many other great podcasts, including Intimate Judaism, The Mamanides Minute, Chochmat Nashim, The Francisca Show, and Let My People Eat. I'd appreciate it if you go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Orthodox Conundrum. It takes literally two minutes. It's just giving a certain number of stars and writing one or two sentences. Please like the Orthodox Conundrum podcast on Facebook and join our growing Facebook group, the Orthodox Conundrum Discussion Group, where you can feel free to discuss issues in orthodoxy in an honest and friendly environment. I hope you'll become a Jewish Coffeehouse patron on Patreon. Just click on the link in the description of this podcast, and you can get bonus episodes, Jewish Coffeehouse merch, and more. You'll get special episodes on all sorts of topics that are only available to subscribers, and you'll be helping Jewish Coffeehouse spread our message of a welcoming, intellectually engaged, and honest orthodoxy. Just join Patreon. It's only a couple of dollars a month, and you can stop anytime, so join today. Finally, do you have a message that needs to get out? 
Do you want to promote your business, your organization, or your cause? The best way is by producing a podcast, and Jewish Coffee House can make it happen. I have experience producing hundreds of podcasts, both for myself and for satisfied clients. Whether you want to learn everything you need in one day, or relax and record and let me do the heavy lifting, Jewish Coffeehouse Productions will work with you to make it happen and make it even better than you imagined. Let me help you today. Write to me at scott at jewishcoffeehouse.com or go to jewishcoffeehouse.com, click on Productions, and sign up for a free consultation. Make your voice heard, promote your cause, sell your product, and engage an audience now. I'm Scott Kahn. This has been the Orthodox Conundrum on jewishcoffeehouse.com.